Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, folks. I would like to introduce myself. My name is Pyle, and I am a traveler who also loves to meet people. And I think a blend of both is where this concept of melting pot has come about. In my melting pot series, I will be talking to lots of inspiring people from different parts of the world and also from different cultures, whom I meet during all my travels. The common factor between these folks will be the desire to follow their passion and make it a way of life. So step into this melting pot and enjoy the chats. Hi listeners, welcome to another episode of Melting Pot, a series of conversations with very diverse and passionate people from across the globe. My guest today is Lubomila Jordanova. And Lubomila is uh, the founder and CEO of Plan A Earth, which is a Berlin-based startup. And they're doing some incredible work with, I see, a very clear action plan towards climate change. I'm so intrigued and really fascinated to know more about Plan A Earth. And I can't wait for Lubomila to share her story with us. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, Payal. Thank you so much for having me today. To sort of start from the very beginning, um, I understand that you're Bulgarian. Exactly, yeah. I'm from Bulgaria, from Sofia. From Sofia. Okay, so how many years have you been in Berlin? I've been in Berlin for three years, but before that I was in London for 10. So uh, yeah, essentially I left when I was 17, uh, Sophia. Oh, okay. So did you go to London to study? Yeah, uh, the UK educational system, as many of your listeners probably are familiar with, is quite of a renowned one. So I decided early on to move there and uh, continue with my business studies. Okay. And what I have also read is that Prior to Plan A, you have worked as an investment banker, you worked with a fintech, you worked with a venture capitalist. So so you seem to have a lot of experience in the finance industry. Yeah, definitely. I kind of ended up joining the finance sector early on in my career and stuck with it until I decided to build my own company. I was in corporate uh, finance, I was in uh, investor relations, then investment banking, VC, and then finally fintech. So kind of saw the different sides of finance and ended up essentially deciding at some point to totally shift my focus and have an outlook on a totally different side of the finance sector, which is essentially how do you finance a more sustainable and healthy planet? 
So how did that actually come about? I mean, there must have been some experience or something that prompted you to diversify and start to think about something which is so, you know, it's so crucial in, in our world today and it's so absolutely necessary. What were the experiences or what was your thought process that brought the change? I had a moment that was particularly special in this decision-making that happened in 2016-2017 when I was traveling to Morocco. I ended up going surfing, but instead of surfing, I was actually cleaning beaches. And this was really a profound moment for me to realize that I find the topic of climate change quite unfamiliar. I wasn't aware, I was disengaged with it. And I felt quite sad that I had gotten so far in my life with, uh, you know, so many different uh, topics that were possible for me to explore and I have skipped this one. So after this experience where essentially I ended up seeing all the evidences of humans' behavior or disrespect to our planet, I went back to London and decided that it was really important for me to educate myself about the topic and really spend quality time on connecting to people that were working on the problems, learning about scientific research. And essentially, uh, eventually, I decided to quit my job and build my own company on the topic because I had learned enough of facts and enough of uh, concern was building me to convince me that there was nothing better to do with my time. Okay, so um, before you go into more details about planet, Plan A Earth, I'm very curious to know what prompted you to come up with uh, a name like Plan A Earth? You know, clearly Plan A is like, it seems like that's the only plan, <laughs> right? Exactly, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. There's actually a few uh, reasons why Plan A is called Plan A. First of all, for those of your listeners that have bought websites uh, in the past, it's quite important to always check uh, the name of the website in terms of, of course, who else has the same website or like name of the website, but also to look at the photos. So when you go on Plan A and you click on photos, you either see the production company of Brad Pitt, which is called Plan B, or you see Plana, which is basically in Spanish, a flat land. And it's really nice because you kind of click on Plana and you see all these green fields. So that was kind of a big reason why I decided that I, I should essentially name it in this kind of way. Because first of all, there was a positive connotation to nature. And then uh, the second was that it had this idea of Plan A, there's no Plan B for the planet. Right. Okay. Okay. So that's how the name stood out and uh, you stayed with it. Okay. That's interesting. So Lubomila, can you tell us, you know, a lot more about what Plan A Earth actually does? Of course. Yeah. So what we do in Plan A is we use science and technology to support companies on their sustainability journey. How do we do this? Well, we have a software that helps companies calculate, monitor, and reduce their emissions. On a more nitty-gritty tech level, what it does is we essentially plug ourselves into the systems of a company and translate all of these activities into emissions. 
so then a company can essentially focus on the reduction side. How do we help them with reduction? Well, we essentially have capability based on the worst performing indicators of a company to automatically generate a reduction plan for them. So as soon as the data is analyzed, the system also analyzes what they're not doing so well, and it gives them recommendations on how they can reduce and eventually also offset if they have, of course, gotten to a certain level of reduction as well. And is this uh, software, has it been developed by your company? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the full picture of the, the full analysis of the, the software is done by the science team of Planet. And the, the product itself on the technical side has been developed by our technical team. We have a 25-person team in Berlin. Uh, everyone is based here uh, with people from 17-plus nations. And all of us essentially combining these perspectives that we all bring, like the business side, the science side, the technical side, uh, to be able to essentially develop further this software. And uh, what kind of a reaction have you, other companies, willing to sort of want to get involved and want to see a change? And what kind of an impact have you had short term? And obviously, you're looking at it from a more long term perspective. But what kind of an impact have you had short term? I mean, are there any examples that you could share with the listeners? Of course, yeah. Well, we work with quite a few companies and many of them are quite famous and really familiar. And what has happened in the last few months is that a lot of companies actually have understood the importance of sustainability. So what this has allowed us to essentially deliver to them is a path for them to achieve the commitments that they've made. We work with companies that are doing a lot of work in the technical field, in the consulting field, and they essentially have been able to reduce their emissions by switching to more sustainable processes within their company, sustainable energy providers, also to start using the services of some of our partners, which are companies that provide sustainable services themselves. A few examples, we work with one amazing football club in Germany called Werder Bremen. They have basically decided to fully redo their merchandising. They fully are redoing the way they use energy and also kind of how they approach sustainability in terms of the mindset of the employees. Another example is Boston Consulting Group Digital Ventures. So their digital ventures part is one of our clients and they are really willing to connect all the data related to their offices and to their kind of team. And it's just been really exciting to work with now a few hundred companies who really understand the importance of sustainability and see the value of our software and supporting them doing so. And do you have a footprint in Asia as well? So since recently, we started working with a few Asian companies in Singapore, in India, and we're planning on fully expanding into Asia by the end of next year. Asia is a really important aspect of our potential footprint because our key, uh, I would say, scientists on the team, our chief emission accounting officer, he comes from India. And this has given us a really fantastic opportunity to see also a lot of depth to the challenges that India, for example, faces when it comes to climate change. So we really want to make sure that companies that are progressive and innovatively thinking would be in 
essentially onboarded on our platform and would be added to our community and family uh, of companies fighting climate change. You're listening to a fusion of stories recounted for the first time ever by some fascinating people from across the globe with me, Payo, on this very unique and special podcast series, Melting Pot. That's fantastic. Yeah, um, it will be a bit of a challenge, but I'm sure you you will get there. So I also read that you recently founded something called the Green Tech Alliance. So what is the Green Tech Alliance? So the Green Tech Alliance is a community of amazing now more than uh, 500 companies from all over the world. We have companies from Singapore, I'm just thinking of uh, Colombia, Japan, Australia, all over Europe, North America, South America. And uh, the purpose of the community is that we support the different companies that want to build a sustainable product, to build a product that is introducing a novel material or is replacing an outdated process with a more sustainable one to solve their problems. And what does this mean? Well, essentially, we have been able to now connect these 500 startups that are our members to a community of over 300 advisors. These are people from venture capital, from science, business, sales, tech, and essentially enable any problem that any of the companies face to be solved with the help of these advisors. Each member of the community gets to be invited. Essentially, after they apply, they get to be interviewed. And if they pass the interview, then they can apply. They get to be uh, accepted and they can join the the team, uh, the Green Tech Alliance team. Um, and since we've launched, so basically we launched in on the 4th of May, 2020. That's just a few months ago. We've received more than 1,000 applications and we've approved 500 members. And uh, they're all startups. I mean, I would say, yes, they are startups, but at a different stage. Not all of them are incredibly early stage. Not all of them are pre-seed or seed. There's some Series A, Series B, so maybe five years old companies uh, that have a lot of revenue. It actually varies a lot. And uh, we are quite open to accepting anyone as long as they are willing to give first and take second. Okay. What do you, as the founder of Planet Earth, what is your long-term vision? For Planet or for the Green Tech Alliance or for the world? <laughs> I have a lot of... I have a all lot of, of the above, for all of yeah. the above. <laughs> well, when it comes to Planet, uh, what we've been doing since the beginning, since uh, 2017, has been essentially achieving the same mission, but in different shapes and forms. Our big vision is to essentially become this connecting point of the ecosystem that enables not only businesses, but individuals and any kind of stakeholder, including government cities, to transition to a more sustainable model. We are doing this in several ways already. Of course, we have the software, but we also have the academy. The academy, for those interested, is the place where we publish a lot of unique articles that enable people to understand how they can implement sustainability in their life and how they can become more sustainable themselves 
um, and spread the word about different things that are happening in the field. Another thing that we have is that we organize a lot of events and these events are there to connect these different stakeholders between governments, between businesses, individuals and any kind of NGO. So the vision for Plan A is becoming even more stipulated across the world, kind of central point of sustainability transition and our technology can enable this but also i would say vast community is there to support that as well okay and your vision for the world (laughs) Um, (laughs) or for planet earth for planet earth really planet Planet earth Earth. (laughs) ah planet earth yeah well for planet earth is uh it's really a, a i think exciting what's ahead of us and i'm really positive not because we have so much positive news on daily basis actually this is one of the most challenging moments i would say in history at least in the last few decades but One of the great things about working in the field that I work in is that you end up connecting to a lot of believers, a lot of people that really work hard for a more sustainable future. And as much as we're not that many, I mean, we're definitely a tiny little portion or kind of tiny little group of of, uh, such actors on the planet, there's still so many phenomenal people doing these things and this really gives me hope that ahead of us are really positive times because there's just so many people and so many amazing projects working hard on improving the health of our planet and also the health of our community. I think it takes a lot of conscious thinking about this in order for it to really become true. My wishful thinking, my hope is one side of the story, but it really requires for many people to wake up to the facts and also decide to become part of the solution that we need. Solutions not only to climate change, but to inequality, to also uh, social injustice and discrimination. And all these things are interconnected. But as long as we start thinking about them and start working on them, I think we still stand a phenomenal chance of seeing a better version of humanity uh, within even the next few decades. Do you think enough is being done? I'm I'm never going to say enough is being done just because it's my job to also encourage people to do more, uh, not only as part of building a sustainable company, but also within the existing reality. It doesn't really need to be for someone to, to be a sustainable entrepreneur or green tech entrepreneur for them to contribute to what we're doing. And I would say, no, there's not done enough. And this is because simultaneously we're facing a lot of challenges. Climate change is connected to COVID, but the response to COVID is not connected to how we would respond to climate change. There's a lot of talking about the issue, the interconnectedness between the issues, but how we're responding to COVID is not necessarily directly responding to the challenges related to climate change. So I would say we need more focus on the climate change topic, for sure, and also a bit more depth to the level of understanding that people have about the topic, which would only be possible if really different journalists, media outlets, educational institutions really start thinking of why people are so scared of climate change and why is this such a challenging topic to digest. I think people are particularly open to learning about things only when they're given a really positive angle to how they can act. And sometimes it could be challenging because climate change is such a gloom and doom topic that people really need a bit more nurturing. So 
enough is not done, but we can definitely we can definitely be happy that there's a lot of action on the entrepreneurial side and also in the meantime work on some extra ways of getting people going. Yeah, fantastic. And I think what you are doing is absolutely um, phenomenal. And I wish Thank you... Thank you so much. Yeah, and, uh, and, you know, I'm like really, really wish you all the very best. And I can see that there's so much passion in what you're saying and what obviously you want to go ahead and achieve and also see happen in terms of climate change that's quite phenomenal and the way you're growing the community is again something which will uh, will go far so thank you so much for talking to me um, today Lubomila and did I stumble on your name just now <laughs> no, no, no. Sorry. not at all Believe me, with this name, I've had so many. I, I actually started collecting a folder with screenshots of all the times when my name gets to be either misspelled. I've been called Lulu Mila, Ludmila. <laughs> even one time it was like Limobala, like something that was totally off. So to be honest, I'm now more excited about these opportunities to see my name in a different shape and form. So I'm, I'm happy to hear your... <laughs> But what, what, does it, what does it mean? What does it mean? Kind love. Kind love. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, surely you are <laughs> showing a lot of kind love towards the planet. So yeah, what a perfect name. <laughs> Thank you, Thank so, you much. so much. Thank you once again. And I will speak to you soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Okay. Bye. Lubomila is helping so many companies reduce carbon emission. Her vision to see a sustainable planet is just so inspiring. Hope more and more people and also more companies join her in making it a reality and get impacted by her vision. I hope you've enjoyed my conversation with Lubomila. Until the next Melting Pot episode with another fascinating story, this is Payal signing off. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.